Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about high-functioning anxiety. How does that look? What can we do to tackle that? And I have a special guest. Her name is Heather Ryder, who will be joining me in just a second. So let's dive in. Hola, creators. I'm Jessenia Bocanera, founder of Focus and Bloom Studios. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved over 3,000 miles away from home, with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If you're a creative soul and dream maker, this podcast is for you. Here I share actionable tips and tactics on marketing, business, and mindset to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and lots of joy, one action item at a time. Get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Joining me today is Heather Ryder. She is an anxiety coach and imposter syndrome educator who personally overcame high functioning anxiety and imposter syndrome while working on a demanding tech job. She works with those who want to take non-traditional holistic approach to healing anxiety, and she regularly writes and presents on the issues on perfectionism, imposter syndrome, high-functioning anxiety, and other anxiety-related topics. Without further ado, here's Heather Ryder. Heather, welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. I am so thrilled to uh, be able to provide, to be able to do these interviews where I am bringing a variety of entrepreneurs in, in different areas of the industry to be able to help out other other entrepreneurs as well in their journey. And once um, I'm so glad that you reached out in my Facebook post on the group. And I just wanted to bring you in today to talk about high performing anxiety. So we're just going to go ahead and dive in. But before that, can you briefly talk about you and how you got started in as becoming as uh, an anxiety coach? Sure. So I used to work in technology. I live in Austin, which is a big tech town, and I used to work in technology. And I was really struggling with high-functioning anxiety for quite a long time. And I didn't even know that high-functioning anxiety was a thing, and I didn't even realize that I had high-functioning anxiety. Um, it's sort of a hidden anxiety. It's very common among high achievers and really goal-oriented people. And so I struggled for a very long time. And the very short story is that when you're in, in anxiety, you're in a stress response in your body. And so since I was in such a heightened stress response for so long, I actually wound up getting really sick um, from a really severe autoimmune reaction. And so that uh, wellness journey is actually what led me to have the emotional healing that I didn't even know that I needed. I had to focus on healing my physical body. And when I did that, I sort of like did this pattern breaking. I was doing a lot of new things that I had never done before. And that was enough to sort of unlock my subconscious mind and old programming and beliefs that I had. And that is really what transformed me. And so eventually I left that job in tech um, and now I work with other really high achieving goal oriented women who are ready to feel good in their lives and who are ready to just ditch the anxiety and live the life that they know that they deserve. I can totally, uh, I, I relate to what you're saying in, in 
it's incredible how you really don't realize that you're going through this, but your body is sending all these signals that you don't really realize and connect the dots. And sometimes it's very hard and because you're so deep into your work and, and what you need to do and those goals that you totally forget to listen to your body. Yes, absolutely. And what it's telling you. So it's important to talk about mental health and knowing that it's okay to ask for help. So let's let's go ahead and dive into that into anxiety, but specifically high performing anxiety. So can you define what high performing anxiety is? Yeah, just just for the listeners, um, it is typically called high functioning anxiety. Um, just in case people want to um, look it up, so high functioning anxiety is. It's sort of ironic. It is a thing that really propels people to be even more successful than they already are. So when someone has high functioning anxiety from the outside, they look really calm, like everything's put together. No one would know that they have anxiety. And then that's true for me. No one had any idea that I had anxiety. I mean, not even myself, but other people. They used to tell me how calm I looked they used to tell me how laid back I was. And I didn't understand that because on the inside, I didn't feel that way at all. My mind was constantly, constantly going. And so that is sort of a symptom of high functioning anxiety. It is a constant overthinking and it's not being in the present moment. It's either thinking about the past and really beating yourself up for things that you did or things that you said, uh, you know, second guessing yourself, trying to think about how you could have done better, what you could have said better in a conversation. And if you're not doing that, then you're thinking about the future and you're really worried about anything that could possibly happen, and you're making what I call contingency plans. So it's just like a mental chess game that you're playing with yourself, trying to plan and strategize for anything that could potentially go wrong and making all, all sorts of plans so that you're prepared no matter what the situation. And so people who have a high-functioning anxiety because of all of the things that I just said, and their mind is constantly going, they're really prone to insomnia because your mind won't shut off. It's just, I mean, constantly going. And that was true for me. Um, I would fall asleep okay, but I generally couldn't stay asleep. I'd either wake up in the middle of the night for hours, or I would just wake up a couple hours before I needed to. <laughs> because the second you wake up, your mind is like, what day is it? What am I supposed to do? What, what, what didn't I do yesterday? What's going, you know, I mean, it's just like in, insanity in your head. <laughs> so those are a couple of short little snippets about how to identify um, high functioning anxiety. At first you were talking about that sometimes it's very hard to, to even recognize it and identify these symptoms that might, that might represent that you're having, you're undergoing this, um, this process. Um, so how once you you recognize this or you you know that something is off how would you deal with high functioning anxiety how does that how does that impact you know your performance overall so there's like the short sort of simple answer that I think people want when I'm talking on podcasts. And then there's the real answer. And so, I mean, there are tools and techniques that you can use in your daily life when you're, you know, spiraling or in overwhelm, but, and that's the sort of like quote unquote deal. Um, but I like to actually talk about like the reality of, of anxiety because I help people actually transform their lives, there are reasons that we have anxiety. And so to 
heal and to overcome, you have to actually get at the root cause of why you feel the way that you feel. And so, I mean, I could give you a bunch of Band-Aid tips, you know, if that's what you want for your podcast. And I'm happy to, you know, do that. So somebody who's listening has like a tool or a technique, but the reality is that everyone has past experiences that are traumatic, even if they don't think that they do. And I call that big T versus little T trauma. Because most people recognize what they think of as traumatic experiences, these like really horrific things that happen to people. And so oftentimes people don't have something in their life like that. So they don't understand where the anxiety came from because they don't have what they consider to be really traumatic. But the reality is, is that when you're a little kid, for example, in elementary school, the things that happen to you in that incredibly formative time, they are traumatic to a five or a six or a seven year old. You just don't think of them that way as an adult. And so to really heal from anxiety, we have to understand what caused us to feel the way that we do. How did that shape our brain? How did that shape our subconscious programming, our limiting beliefs about ourselves and others? And so that's what the work that I do is I actually help people like get at the root cause of why they feel the way that they feel. I like that. And I, I'm glad that you pointed pointed out that there isn't any cookie cutter solution. Um, granted, there's always uh, t- things that you can do like practice meditation or uh, mindfulness or a variety of things that you can can do. But um, it's it's important. I love that you mentioned that it, it isn't, you know, cookie cutter, that it isn't specific, that each person has experiences, experiences things differently. Um and I love that you mentioned that you just need to go to the root of the problem to know where is that where is that coming from? Because earlier you talked about how you you looked and you once you realized that you were going through this, then you were sort of doing this mindset shifting where you then started to redo some some routines and some different practices. And that sort of part of it helped you throughout your own process. So definitely going back to that root cause. So what happens what happens if anxiety is just simply too high what are what does that look like so or could look for, like yeah it could look like a number of things so there usually is something that is happening to someone's physical body so like i mentioned insomnia right like not being able to shut my mind off and not being able to sleep which of course insomnia then just affects you know, your whole day because you didn't get enough sleep. And if this happens chronically, it's not just one night, it's like a lot of nights, right? Um, Most people also have some other physical indicators. Your body is trying to help you, by the way, your body is trying to give you clues. And so a lot of people when they have anxiety, have severe chest pain, they have trouble breathing, their chest feels really constricted a lot of the time. That's extremely common. I've had a number of clients who have gone to the hospital because they thought they were having a heart attack. And they weren't it was just their anxiety. Uh, other body parts that tend to be really uh, responsive to anxiety is the throat, like the throat getting really constricted or sore, uh, or someone's gut, like they they call it their stomach, but they, if you have them touch it, it's, you know, the stomach is actually pretty high up in your body. They're usually touching somewhere down in their lower abdominals, like they'll feel nauseous, right? Or uh, just feel like 
their stomach is like really tight or churny. All of those are indicators that your anxiety is really high and that you're having a really high stress response. And as you said, there are tools and techniques that can help with that. I'm not, you know, knocking meditation or, or things like that. People, there are things that people can really respond to to help them lower their stress response in the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. That definitely your um I remember and not I remember a situation a few years ago where I was in a very tense uh, working environment and I didn't notice, I didn't realize it until afterwards um, I had, there was a moment where I had hives all over my body and I could not explain why. And when I went to a doctor, the doctor says, you know, this, 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 I'm like, okay, it, it, it made sense. And it was just my body screaming pretty much just telling me, do you need to reassess the situation? So you talked about that there isn't a particular technique or or situation that happens to each person. So it's very unique to the person, to their situation. And um, part of it is you need to really pay attention to your body and see how your body is reacting. Um, now, in a nutshell, could you um, could you share just you know one or two tips that um, people could do to like start in a process of healing or just to go from this anxiety process moment to just work through those emotions and then have a more positive impact in their life? Sure. So, I mean, one technique that I would love to give for people who are in the middle of really, really overwhelm and, and spiral is the feet it's what I call the feet on the floor technique. So as I mentioned, when we're in an anxious state, we're not in the present moment, right? We're, we're thinking about something that happened or we're thinking about the future and we're worried about the future. So if you can feel your feet on the floor, which means put both of your feet on the floor, right? So if somebody's sitting down, they wouldn't want to have their legs crossed or their ankles crossed, right? It's like feeling both feet on the floor. And then of course, this could be done standing up. But just really focusing on your feet brings you into the present moment. It brings you into your body. Because if you feel your feet on the floor, even if it's only for, you know, half a second for that moment, you weren't thinking about something else. You were focused on feeling your feet on the floor. And that brings you into your body. So then once you do that, uh, you can't imagine that there is a ball of energy above your head. And so you keep feeling your feet on the floor and then you imagine that you're running that ball of energy down from above your head through the top of your head, running it out your down your body, out the bottom of your feet into the floor. And depending on, you know, people have different skill with this. That might take somebody five minutes. Somebody might be able to do that in like 30 seconds, right? There's no speed at which it should happen. But as you're running that ball of energy through your body, you're most likely going to notice the places where you're holding that stress response that you hadn't been paying attention to, right? So it's like you get the ball of energy to your throat and you're like, oh my gosh, my throat is so closed up, right? And then you can be like, oh, I can relax there. I'm just going to like breathe and let that sort of relax and get squishy. I love the word squishy because most people think it's funny, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to let that get squishy. And so then you just keep doing that down your body in any place you feel tight or tense. Just imagine that your breath is just relaxing that area of your body. 
And I love this technique because you can actually do it anywhere. The first few times someone does it, they're probably going to have to close their eyes to imagine that ball of energy running through their body. But after you've done it a few times, you get better at it and you can most likely do it with your eyes open. So you could be somewhere and no one would have any idea that you're doing it. You could sit at your desk and do it at work. No one knows. You could be in line at the grocery store. Nobody knows you're doing it, right? And so it becomes pretty sneaky and effective. And just like anything, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it. So it'll get to the point if someone's regularly doing this, that you will start feeling your feet on the floor without even telling yourself to do it. It just becomes this response because your body knows it, it's what it needs. And so then you'll find yourself focused on your feet without telling yourself to do it. So that's one just really practical tool. And then the other thing I just wanted people to start to be really aware of is the thoughts because the anxiety is talking and chattering and we like don't even notice it. And so when we are in a really anxious state, asking ourselves some really powerful questions like, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling right now? What caused this? This is something I hear all the time. People will say, my anxiety just comes out of nowhere. That's the phrase that they use. It didn't come out of nowhere. There was something that happened, right? They just failed to notice their anxiety triggers. And so when they start to feel their anxiety escalating, they can say, wow, that's really interesting. I'm feeling pretty anxious right now. Right. So you can hear it's not judgmental. It's not beating yourself up. It's like, oh, wow, I'm anxious right now. I wonder what happened. I wonder why I'm feeling this way. I wonder, you know, I wonder. And so when you come at it from a curiosity sort of standpoint, a place of curiosity, that opens up a lot of doors for you into getting insights about yourself. Because, you know, you just mentioned this, you were at work and, you know, didn't notice something was happening. But it's like when you can notice it, then you say, oh, there's some there's something here. I wonder why. And then you'll start getting all sorts of answers. <laughs> if you start listening, you'll be like, oh, wow, now now I'm paying attention to myself. And uh, it's something you can just regularly do with yourself is just asking yourself this sort of question about like, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? Because that lets yourself know it's okay to have your emotions and that they want to be expressed. Heather, that is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love that you mentioned the, the how did you call the, the you two feet in the, on the ground? Is that what? I just call it the feet on the floor. Technique. The feet on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> I've done. I love it. I love it because it's very, you know, it's very visual. I've done something similar, but it's just, it's a, a body scan, but I'm lying down. But I love that you're, you're starting with your feet on your feet on the ground, but because you're grounded, like that's like a, a, a moment of connection with your environment. And then you can just move your way down up and down however you need and however long you need to so I love yeah. that feeling your feet on the floor is actually pretty important because you just said it's grounded because a lot of the time um, people get into a disassociated state so that means they are like almost in a fight or flight response and they're not in their body I mean they are way out of it right and they're spiraling and if you're spiraling you need to bring yourself back into the present moment and so um, feeling your feet on the floor, it does help you bring into the present moment. And like I said, this is a pretty 
sneaky technique. Cause if you're at work, you're not going to be able to lay down. Right. So yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know, the thing is you don't have to wait until your body just is about to shut down. You know, these are very simple things that you can do on a daily regular basis as part of as part as your self care routine, because you can, you don't have to be reactive, you can be preventive and, and, you know, include the, this or any other technique that makes you feel more comfortable, more at ease, relax so that you can have a, a more balanced uh, work-life balance. <laughs> if there should be, if there's ever, you know, a hundred percent work-life balance, you know, just trying yeah. to find that balance that works for you. Yes. I love it. All right, Heather. So we, I love what you talked about and I think we could definitely, uh, continue this conversation. I think it's such an important topic to discuss and bring forth, especially when we have, we have been living through this pandemic through this past year with this pandemic and like a lot of what's and ifs and we don't know. Uh, so definitely something, um, to, you know, this is super helpful for those that are undergoing a really difficult time or even just for anybody who just wants to try something to, you know, just, be more in tune with themselves and with what they are, what they want to work on. So before we wrap this up, there is a short session where uh, questions where it's called the lightning round. And this is just a fun thing to uh, end up the interview in just a high note. So uh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So the first one, coffee or tea? Coffee. What is, oh, spring or summer? Oh, summer summer I, I think i bet that after that snowmageddon snowstorm in texas everybody's ready for some more spring is unpredictable <laughs> you know spring is like tricky and it fakes you out because you'll be really hot and then it'll go back to being cold and, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about 80s music versus 90s which one Oh my gosh, I went to high school in the 80s and the 90s. So this is hard because it all blends together. I'm going to say 90s. I think 80s was probably not as good as 90s. <laughs> and what is your superpower? Oh my gosh, what is my superpower? Oh, you would think I would like immediately the uh, flubbing the lightning round of my superpower. <laughs> I guess one of my superpowers is that I can find humor in almost any situation, which sometimes it's a little weird because <laughs> like you're in the middle of things that sh you shouldn't find any humor in, but I actually do think that's a superpower because yeah, it brings a lot of levity into the world when you can find something funny about something. That's, yeah. that's I think that's a very super, very important superpower. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and last but not least, where can people find you? Uh -huh. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> well, my name is Heather Ryder, and I like to spell my last name, which is R-I-D-E-R, -E because it's like the simplest name, but it gets misspelled all the time. And so if you are, if you only remember Heather Ryder and you search the word anxiety, you will find me everywhere on the internet. Like I have a big digital footprint. I'm never going to be hiding from anybody. Um, <laughs> and then my website is theenergysynergist.com. Perfect. Heather, thank you so very much for joining me on today's episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast and sharing all your insight and tips on this really important topic. You're so welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you want to tune into more uh, topics like these. So 
I'll see you on the next time. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.